This week on the Jock and Nerd podcast, Sony Pictures delays one of their two comic book movies for the year. Will the coronavirus wipe out the entire summer blockbuster season? And how soon will you feel ready to go to a movie theater after the pandemic? Plus, a listener-sponsored review of the 80s cult classic Goonies and a whole lot more. All in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, April 2nd, 2020. Yo, 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 this is Rob Liefeld, creator of Deadpool, Cable, X-Force, Domino. You are listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. You want the most up-to-date comic movie and TV news? You found it. Fun? You bet. Puppets with substance abuse issues? Oddly, yes, only here on the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Does it get any better than this? I don't think so. Listen, Rob Liefeld, creator of all the stuff you love. Saying to you, listen to the Jock and Nerd podcast. So sexy, so awesome. I never miss it. And uh, it's my favorite thing in forever. It's spectacular. It's awesome. I love it. Jock and Nerd. Check. Check one. All right. This is really fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Be funny. Disturb it. Hey, what is up, listener? Thanks for joining us and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. Are you like laughing? Every time you say that, you. Every time you do the intro, I can hear you like you're I, laughing. Listen, I crack me up. I kill me like Alf. It's a famous Alf catch line. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Uh, also joining us, though, is a puppet who uh, was self quarantining before it was cool. He was ahead of the curve. It's Rug Boy. What's up, Rugs? Yeah, I was chained in the basement watching a television. And, uh, hey, you guys, it's me. What a baby Ruth. What a baby Ruth Rex. Yes. Yeah. Keep him in the basement. We, we, we make sure we self quarantine, isolate this guy. We can't have you out and about rugs. Well, yeah, I'm, I, you have to worry about that. I'm pretty much, uh, good being inside of a dank, musty cave. Yeah. Yeah. Rugs, it's crazy out there. There's officially a million people with the Rona. Oh, shit. And what? I, There's a million? It's a million cases now. In the world, globally, two hundred thousand recovered, but we're up to a million. And I believe, I think the number now is like ninety-five percent of this country is under a shelter-in-place order. Oh shit! Also, so uh, yeah, yay, yay, all due to the Rona. Yay, Rona! Introverts are loving this. They were ready for this. So, um, wow, that's just nuts. Where are we at right now? I like here? calling it Rona because it sounds like a, like a, a new edition song or like a Bell Biv DeVoe song. You know, hmm. little Rona, shy Rona, Who? Rona, Rona Mitra. Bell Biv was dead. She's very <laughs> that girl's got Rona. You know, it sounds like a it's like it's like a nineties R and B song. Oh, okay, yeah. Life with the Rona, everyone. Uh, I hope everyone is staying sane and safe. But 
We still got uh, stuff to talk about. We still want to en- we? entertain. Not really. Everything's been destroyed. Let's just get to the geek news, you bastards. I'm getting drunk. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Good. Podcast. Nimrod, don't drink, please. I won't, but rugs get drunk and just stay I'm, that way. I'm drinking beer right now. I had to add a new sound clip, which is uh, it's a famous movie clip that's been running through my head every time I hear crazy Rona news. Uh, let's play Name That Clip. I know Anthony's not going to get this. Rugs will get this. This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. That's been running through my mind every time. Uh, Rugs, you know where that's from, right? Uh, it is from uh, Vacation. Yes. National Lampoon Summer Vacation. I've never, never seen it. Never seen it? That is a no. classic uh, American oh, he has to see comedy. That. Yeah, we got to get you into like the really good comedies that have been out uh, for years that everyone that's has seen. one of those movies that people just watch over yes and over that along with airplane over. i could watch airplane over and over again it's so dumb yeah but anyways what i was saying is like it's hard picking new things to talk about because it's all doom and gloom and it's kind of the same shit every week but i still need to process and vent i think we all do so we're going to start with the fact that uh this week sony finally uh, catches up with the rest of the movie industry and starts delaying their movies. Uh, Morbius, which was going to come out July 30th, the Spider-Man spinoff Morbius the Living Vampire with Jared Leto, is now coming out March of next year, 2021. Wow. Yes. So oh, no Morbius. No Morbius for anyone. Ghostbusters Afterlife was going to be out in July this year. They pushed that back also to March of Whoa. next year. So m- <laughs> no Morbius, Ghostbusters is Ghostbusted. Is Ghostbusted. Afterlife is dead. <laughs> Can you come up with a pun for this one? The Uncharted video game adaption Uncharted uh, moved to October 8th, 2021. It's now Duncharted. It's Duncharted. <laughs> <laughs> Lame. That's pretty good. Uh, but and I, I, I heard that like Uncharted got shut down on like the first day of production. So that thing didn't have a chance. What's interesting, though, is they haven't moved Venom 2. What? Because you can't come up with a pun for it. No, you can't. Venom is <laughs> denim. No, that doesn't make any well, sense. Well, Venom is dead. Deadly. Venom scheduled to release October 2nd. Remember, Andy Serkis is directing this. We're going to see Carnage, Woody Harrelson, maybe Tom so, Holland. So the movie's pretty much finished or are they just i guess you could edit things in isolation huh i think they were finishing up their production i don't know if they yeah i'm sure there's a bunch of editing though that has to yeah post-production is all just right. done by one person in a room on a computer but i wonder um and they even saying there may be a trailer coming out soon geek boner for venom 2 uh it october is far enough away it seems uh, to, you know, the, the the weird point is like your July, August, anything past yeah, that's, that. That's, yeah, July right now is the weird month where it could be better or who knows. But no one knows. Well, I mean, we're officially, you know, another four weeks of this uh, stay at home shit until April 30th. So mm. I would say at least June would be like the earliest, but June might be out of the question by now. See, I've been watching all these press things. I missed a couple that just recently happened. But um, the thing that I'm looking for the most is this testing thing. Yeah. Like, if we can test people and we know that they don't have the Rona, they can go back to work. And then we can be like, hey, you can be out there. Everybody else who doesn't pass the test has to stay home. 
we could get back to like life without having to like cure this shit. We could just let the people who are, but I'm not hearing that much about these. I've heard about these instant tests that they could do and you could know within an hour or something. Right. That's the problem is the testing well, we stuff. They, they have to be widespread. Like everywhere, every fucking place has to have the ability to test. Well, they, and the issue too is that not, they're still limiting testing to people that have symptoms. Right. And it's been pretty much proven now that you can be asymptomatic and still spread it. So. That's a, you just need to be able to test everyone at this that, point. And that is a lot of people. I mean, you That's come up with 309 million tests. Is it still the thing where they shove it up the nose? When I got the flu in January, yeah. they took this thing and they shoved it up to my brain. Oh, my eyes started watering. It was the most uncomfortable thing. I think that's still the test, but they're coming up with other stuff. But like, you don't need to test every person. Just the people that is the people that need to actually get back into work for like essential workers. Like, there's people like yeah, like you don't have to test. Like, schools closed. Yeah, so the kids don't need to go out. Um, but people who need to work, people that like all these businesses are, are crumbling. You know, you could start to like let those people test. Like people that are you know have their businesses collapsing, you know, they, they need to stay open. Yeah, that's to- not a bad point. If you can prove that I'm going to be financially ruined. Like get the economy going and then we're worried about. Well, they're also coming up with a test and they may have already come up with it by the time this show comes out where they can test people like their blood, I believe, or something oh. to see if they've already had it. Oh. So because, you know, the asymptomatic thing. So they could test some something in your blood or some sort of antibody to see if you've already had it. And if you've already had it, then there's a it's very, very likely that you can't catch it you again for it again. a while. Right. So yeah. you would be technically safe as well. Yeah. Give me the road. So all that stuff has to happen. Yeah. Well, Imran, yeah. Imran. Well, yeah. What were you saying? Oh, I said, give me the Rona test. I think I probably had it. I probably, probably had, had it in it, January. Yeah. I'm- you probably were the guy that ate the pangolin or the bat. Yeah, he's patient zero. But they yeah. put barbecue sauce on it. Oh, shit. It looks so tasty. Uh, All it did was change your beard. I, you know what? I've always, I'll eat anything, and maybe that's a problem. Uh, maybe a problem. I should stop that. Uh, but uh, uh, well, What's the weirdest thing you've eaten? Mm. Well, you know, there's like cow tongue in Indian culture. You eat, uh, right. and it looks like a tongue. Wait, I thought the cow was sacred, and you don't eat. No, it. those are the Hindus. You racist <laughs> idiot. <laughs> well, you said Indian culture. Yes, yeah, Indi- you did say Indian culture. I know, but I didn't say Hindu culture. But in India, oh, maybe it's Pakistani then. Yeah, in India and Pakistan were separated because well, but not were divided because of the however, Muslim Hindu. Not everyone in India is Correct. Hindu or Muslim. There's Muslims. Yeah, but there's they're Christians. all Indian in India. They are Indian. So you some dick. of yes, but some of those fuckers eat cow and some don't. That's just how. So that's why that's what it all started. This whole thing. No, it wasn't the cow. That's mad cow disease. That's oh. different. Uh, also, new, new Mutants was supposed to come out this weekend. I don't know if anyone is excited it's or most disappointed. Movie. That's again, it's never this thing. Just it's never gonna come out. Disney Plus already. Uh, listener, you can join this conversation. Join our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation. It's lots of fun. Lots of listeners in there. You get to meet everyone and hang out and post geeky things. And there is a special birthday. I got to say, happy birthday. To my second favorite Morrison, Steve Morrison. His birthday is on April 6th. So the day after this show posts, the day the show posts is my birthday. Oh, what? April 5th. So How old are you turning? We're bur- 40 flurf. 
44? I think I will be 44. Yes. We are, oh. Yeah, 44. We are birth- 44 never looked worse. Never looked. 44, <laughs> 44 going 44 never up. looked like 64. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it does now. Going on 64. What is that saying? <laughs> I'm the reverse of it. I wish like a freaky Friday with a younger person. That'd be great. But who'd want this body? God. But I'm uh, I'm right behind you. <laughs> Can you record the uh, shuffle truffle? Oh your, wait, we we'll get to the shuffle truffle. Your forty fourth, dude. Don't even. That's traumatic to be as me being a former chubby kid. The shuffle truffle is very former. Former. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait, who are you kidding? Nailed it. God damn it. Okay, that's all good. That's all good. Uh, it's in play. Uh, it's all balls in play. Uh, that we, was not. Yes. The judges said it was okay, so we we're good to go. Point rug boy. Yeah, I look. You. Steve Morrison. I love that it's Imran's birthday, and we just start ragging. Birthday, buddy, Steve Morrison. Happy birthday. <laughs> um. So look back to what we were talking about. The Rona is out. Nobody's going. I prefer to, this topic actually. Okay. Well, what do you want? Oh, see me this. Should I get on TikTok and do shuffle truffle oh, like, videos? You, you would blow up if you the got truffle on TikTok. shuffle. Yeah. The, the truffle, oh yeah, we're saying it backwards. Shuffle. Wait, Anthony, I wanted to ask you, how's the TikTok? How's that going? It's uh, it's a it's a guilty pleasure. Yes. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. I'm not. I I I do feel dirty every time oh, I look at it. Oh my god! I think like what age are you too old for TikTok? I don't. Uh, the thing is, like, I find things on there, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of creative. I'm like, crap, why am I on here? <laughs> what what the fuck? So you haven't contributed yet to the? Uh, no, I haven't contributed. Mm-hmm. There's too much editing. So yeah, yeah. It is actually like a mini like video like editing studio. So there's, there's a I, shit ton I, of I things you can do. I always notice there's a lot of jump cuts. People uh, use the jump cut a lot to there's where all sorts of crap. Like it's over here, then they're so over here. Overwhelming. Yeah, and there's like effects and filters and yeah. That's crazy. It's all in the app, huh? Man. It's all in the app, yeah. China give us two great things, the Rona and TikTok. Holy shit. Oh, shit. And I'll give it credit. You can do 15. There is the 15 seconds, but you can also do a minute. Ooh, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. A minute. <laughs> I guess the new thing is the uh, the the drumming with uh, uh, cabinet doors to Phil Collins in the air tonight. Yeah. My but, friend, my buddy posted a video that got put on Barstool Chicago. That's awesome. Yeah. I've seen a couple of these. Uh, all, that came from TikTok. Some old yeah. fucking guy yeah. put out a TikTok video and he got like 500,000 views. I posted views. that. Oh, that was you. He was, that's the old fucking guy. I didn't know what you looked like, so I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> no, be sure. No, I mean, I posted that on my Twitter, that yeah. guy, yeah. the old guy. Oh, okay. It's the, oh, I thought that was you. It's the greatest trend. That's the best part of that song, too, is that little fucking drum break. Forget do, 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 yeah, do, do, It takes like do, do, four do, do, minutes do. to get to there. <laughs> Bill Collins teases the shit out of you until gives it to you. But uh, all right, well, sh- truffle shuffle on TikTok, the nerd. Listen, somebody donates enough money, I might actually fucking do. It. Oh, oh you don't say that. No point. There's, there's one person I can think of right away that might. Yeah. Do Dude, that. I want to see. I already belly. regret saying that. <laughs> I want to talk Show about me a belly, Imran. Listen, we are we were approaching any other year. Is you are into the summer blockbuster seasons of movies, except this year entirely. Entirely wiped out, and it's so weird uh, that we're we're not really, you know, we're and then all these movies getting pushed back to next year. Next year is going to be insane. Uh, every big franchise temple every weekend is going to have crazy blockbuster. The whole year we blockbuster. Um, but what do you guys think? Can theaters bounce back after this? What I really want to know is at what point are you going to feel comfortable? Sitting next to a fucking random person. Do they do just every other seat? Do they pull out every other seat or just sell in the beginning? 
I think that's the larger thing because I've seen some studies where people are like, yeah, we were, we're we can't wait to get back out to theaters, but when this is over, we're going to be a little bit hesitant initially, yeah. and there still will be a drop even after post pandemic. I mean, I think theaters, AMC is already there's stuff coming out about AMC having to potentially not. Or, or potentially not uh, coming out of yeah, this. Yeah, which of these chains are going to be done so after this? I mean, this. things are going to definitely change. I mean, movies were already, the theaters were already struggling unless what you were talking about blockbusters. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what uh, I, I don't know. It's an I interesting conversation to have. On one hand, you're going to have a bunch of people that are, you know, itching to get the fuck out of the house. Yeah. And on the other hand, your people are going to be like, well, I just fucking, I'm used to streaming now and I don't need to leave my house to watch anything and I kind of like it that way. But these companies have lost money. Are there going to be bailouts? Are they going to come back that way? Is there going to be, is the government going to try and like push to get back to that old normalcy and do whatever it takes to do that? I I don't know if that's in the, in the cards. I don't know yet. You know, who do you bail out? You have to bail out everybody. You can't just bail out. Everybody, because just print money, dude. Yes, just, just paper. Fuck it. We we can make as much money as we want. Fifty dollar bill. Fifty dollar <laughs> bill. Fifty dollar bill. Yeah, this, we can just start printing it. The survey of a thousand consumers in the U.S. Forty-seven percent of people agreed that the idea of going to a major public event will scare me for a long time. Unquote. Forty-nine um, percent of respondents saying it would take a few months to possibly never for them to return. Twenty-eight percent saying they will attend less often. And then 15%, they said, plan on going to the movies. What about you? What do you think, Amron? Fuck, I don't know. I'm going to be, you know, and I'm thinking of. If you're the first person to go back out. Yeah. I think. I'm like, uh, you know. Because you're like, (laughs) you're so like, you don't take your life seriously at all. It's like, whatever. (laughs) Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. It don't matter. All the fucking shit you've put into your body and all the things you've put up your ass. <laughs> Absolutely. All, PlayStation controllers. Like everything. Yeah. Like, you don't care what happens to you. So I think you'll be out there the, you're, before me. Maybe Anthony will go out because he's a millennial and we do that shit. I mean. But like, <laughs> but like, I think you're the first one. Anthony is the second one. And then I'll follow suit. What I would say is I would probably go out. I would be. I wouldn't care about going out if I wasn't around my parents a lot. Yeah. That's the only yeah. concern yeah. I have. But if it was just me, I'd go out. Yeah. You know, I mean, the same with me. Like, I continue to have to think about my mom who's in her 70s and I have vitiligo, which is an autoimmune disorder. But Ruggs is kind of right to a point where I just I don't give a shit and I'm irresponsible. But even now, I would be hesitant to go to, I'm thinking of sporting events, concerts, any large group i don't it's gonna take a while for that to become normal again so or you're just, going to do your best to protect yourself right now you're not taking any risks. i mean maybe like maybe by then everyone is wearing a mask all the time and it's just normal like i see this conversation happening should everyone wear masks should only people who oh, that's sick the government yeah. as, as of today yeah i think is going to advise that people wear something so over the, your face so that's yeah. going to be crazy where like everybody's wearing masks uh, and I would like them to make cool masks. Yeah, give me a Spider-Man print or something. Uh, they have some. They have some high-end cool masks. I, I'm wondering about the masks. Like when I see a hot girl. Yes. 
Am I going to notice her? As much? I think it emphasizes, or, or is it going to make me more excited? Hey, listen, this is what Muslims have been doing for years. <laughs> Absolutely, you ever heard of the hijab, Anthony? This is the exact tease. Plus, it, it makes you. We're now going to institute Sharia law <laughs> just to well. get past this. I think, oh, I think we just figured out how to squash fucking coronavirus. The Sharia will kill the Rona. Get it done. But you know what? You notice their eyes more, and you're like, that girl has really pretty eyes. I don't know what the rest of her face looks like. She's got an ass like a truck. But she's like, got a beautiful eyes. Her eyes are great. Her eyes are <laughs> like wonderful. Like pools of water. <laughs> yes. Just want to go swimming. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. This is. I like trucks. I don't know. I I am very curious to see how this all plays out. For my sake, I hope uh, social life returns back to somewhat normal. I mean, again, this is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. You know how last week we mentioned China had opened up about 700 movie theaters? Well, yep. literally, Why? like two days later, they shut them down again. Oh, like, shit. Right. They're like, whoops, sorry. No, too early. Too soon? Yeah, too soon. Shut them back down. <laughs> so it's uh, it's just it's just crazy. But look. Some places are trying to help. If you're still looking for content, HBO just announced they will be streaming 500 hours of free programming, including full seasons of shows like Veep, Sopranos, Silicon Valley. You don't even need to sign up. You just download HBO Now and HBO Go starting this Friday, April 3rd, which will already happen by the time you're hearing this, listener. Um, they got True Blood, Six Feet Under, The Wire. I've been meaning to watch The Wire. It's the one... That's the one show that says everyone says it is the best TV show, and I'd never. I started watching the first season, but I never finished it. Kanye's music video wasn't that great. I was, it was whatever to me. Wait, which one? What are you talking about? For the Wire. The, oh, he had a music video for the Wire. Oh, he's talking about his first song. Yeah. first song ever. It's called the, the Wire. wire. Oh, through the Wire. That's a great song because he uh, jaw was wired shut. He's fucking right. rapping through the wire. Unbelievable. I also Anyways, like, um, yeah, sorry. I also like <laughs> Jesus Walks With Me, if that, for what, what it's oh, worth. It's a oh, fucking great okay. song. Um, but I, I got an yeah. announcement after you're done. Yeah, I'm just saying you can watch all this stuff. Uh, noticeably absent, though, Game of Thrones. They, hmm. They're not going to have, so you're still going to have to pay for the Game of Thrones. And this may be a ploy to soften people for the HBO Max launch. Be like, look, see how nice we are? You want dragons? Gotta you're gonna you're gonna have to pony up a uh, fifteen dollars a month, but we're giving you all this shit for free. And if you are into this listener, I would recommend watching Silicon Valley, Veep, Sopranos, all those shows. Six Feet Under was great. Barry's great. Uh Anthony, comment. I just saw a tweet or uh yeah, I think this is some something from social media. Don't believe Amazon it. Prime Video. Yeah. Has announced that uh, they're partnering with South by Southwest to do ah, a ten-day streaming event. Yes, from all the movies of that year. I of did this year. see that also. And it'll from, be free. That's dude. That's fucking amazing, geek boner. Because the movies still get exposure, which is the point of the thing. Is that these small independent movies just need need a platform? Um, I don't, and then they they can get picked up by studios and Major everybody studios. Yeah. yeah, but at that point, everybody will have seen them. But I guess you could pick up distribution. Uh, that's a great model. The free, they could have charged for that still too. Really, maybe. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just uh, the vessel that. here. Yeah, no, I saw that. That's pretty good. Uh, and not everything is canceled uh, in terms of uh, convention. San Diego Comic Con still on. Oh shit! For July, for now. This will be the first time I could ever get tickets to. It. Yes, tickets to <laughs> everybody can get tickets. 
if you uh, want to brave it, listener, yeah, I'm sure it'll be wide open. I don't know. Uh, but I don't know. What Would you... Are we not going to have a summer? This is No, that's insane. what I'm saying. There's no summer sports, no summer movie season, no conventions. Why couldn't have this been during the winter? That would have been great. It kind of was. It started in the winter, but we just yeah. weren't paying fucking attention to it. And we'll see if the heat does anything. Some people are saying no. Some people are saying yeah. It's good. I don't know. Uh, also, G-Fest still on. Or whatever that's worth. <laughs> oh, shit. Locally here for Kaiju fans in Chicago. Um, and then I have one headline that I threw in because it just made me laugh. This is great. Uh, here's the headline. Heaven decreases virgins per Muslim from 72 to 4 amid fears that large gatherings further the spread of COVID-19. That's a jip. I know. Well, look, Ruggs, look, I was raised Muslim. And at first I was like, this is some bullshit. What? But then what am I going to do with 72 virgins? I can't, uh, four is enough. It doesn't matter. Four is enough. I can barely handle one. What am I going to do with 72? Like, that's too many virgins. Listen, I would. if you're going <laughs> to live your whole life, you might as well get the extreme payout. You know what I'm saying? Anthony, you should convert for the m- m- Muslim per virgin ratio alone. Wait, I don't I don't understand. What is this? I don't even know if this is true, but that somewhere <laughs> there's long uh, like a prophet's say the prophet's saying or it's in the Quran or some somewhere this started. Why does coronavirus translate to the afterlife? That that's true. That uh when when that seems you're a Muslim and you die I'm on board with 72 you virgins. Get to but heaven. The, the aspect that there's a disease that Carries over into the afterlife. I'm not on board with that. You've never heard about like 72 virgins in heaven for Muslims? No, I'm I'll not Muslim. Uh, there. Oh, this. Where? Where did this come from? Yeah, it was a saying. It was a thing. But I don't. You get a bunch of virgins when you go to when you go to heaven. That's why you want to be a good Muslim when you're here. And when you go to heaven, you get a bunch of virgins. But I think that if you do something, I'm just. I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. This is just. <laughs> I'm going on some kind of gut instinct that I've heard this before. Okay. So basic, all the Muslim people that listen to the show know that I'm completely just making bullshit up right now. But (laughs) I thought that if you were doing something that was like defending the religion or, or like you were some kind of hero. Yes. If you're a martyr or or jihad, that you would be rewarded with like this great reward in the afterlife and, for some people, that would be uh, the amount of four, 72 virgin girls. Also, uh, the translation could be off, and you could get up there, and it's actually 72 raisins. Oh, shit. That would suck. I, I, oh. Yeah, I need someone to check that. Is the word for virgin? Maybe they're talking about olive oil? Maybe it's like dates. You get 72 <laughs> dates. They love dates in the uh, middle, middle East. I don't really even understand what a date is. Oh, it's a, it's nature's fruit, Anthony. It is it's like a it's a dried plum or something. It has a pit. I've had them. Yeah. I've had like them wrapped in bacon. I yeah. wasn't impressed. So I mean, if you're like doing the whole food diet and you're craving something sweet, dates is like the sweetest thing oh, you yeah. can yeah, get. It's too sweet. But that's used to flavor a lot of like paleo cookies and recipes and, instead of sugar. But it's nature's candy. I'd rather have it's raisins. Ra- yeah, raisins. That's about the same uh, sugar. Same sugar kind of texture, content. right? Mm. I love dates. No dates, you can. Uh, you can mold into you. So you know those Lara bars. You ever had a Lara bar? Who's Laura? Laura, not Laura. Lara. Tomb Raider. The Lara bars. That's the consistency of that. It's like oh, it's, I don't know what you're talking. I, ta- I really I don't know, know what, what dates are. Yeah, I don't know what a Lara bar is. It's like is. the protein blocks from Snowpiercer. I'm all about dried fruit in my diet. <laughs> dried fruit is great. Runes. Yeah, <laughs> keep it regular, Rex. 
Prunes yeah, really I like help to the, shit uh, out a nice yeah. smooth. I like my shit to come out looking like a looking like, like a soft beluga whale. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like a porpoise, like like just smooth. Oh, shit, that, that's a good analogy. Look at the yeah. sheen on that turd. I said beluga first, and I was like, that's not the right ra- kind of whale. I need a porpoise. All right, well, look, I'm that <laughs> shit talk. It's a great image. Uh, we're gonna take a break on Listen, that I, shit. Listen, I got image. gold today. It's on fire. <laughs> We're gonna use that to take a break right here. Get out of my way, Imran. I, pr- I usually prefer like either the like the, the the kind of the raisiny kind of shit. Yeah, where it looks like that. There's like cracks in it, or the soft serve. I like both. <laughs> you got to pull up that Bristol uh, stool chart and give me the number. There's a there's a oh, chart. Oh yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. chart and it tell you can learn a lot about your insides about how the fucking shit is coming Looking? out. Yeah, yeah. Same with dogs. You learn a lot about what dogs are eating. You look at their shit. I can tell you. My shit looks like the smog monster. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, shit. I can tell you looking at a dog's shit exactly what they're eating. I have now. Really? Yes. I can tell you if it's a good diet or a bad diet. Uh, for example, if they shit a lot, they're <laughs> yeah. probably eating shitty fillery kibble with no nutritional value, right? Now, if their shits are tight and shiny and and not too big. That means like porpoises. Yes, that means they're eating really nutritional food, and there's very little waste coming out, and that's what you want. Hmm. Yeah, you want you want your the shit shiny to look like a porpoise. Yes, you want the dolphin shiny dolphin shit. Hmm. Uh, if you're shitting a lot, well, for dogs, anyways, that's just what I've noticed from observation. <laughs> There's your dog tip from the Jog and Air podcast <laughs> or this no episode. No porpoises were harmed in the making of this podcast. Yes. Just saying. <laughs> All right, with that, we're going to take a break. It's some promos, and we'll be right back to review Goonies right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Do you watch Friends? Do you watch How I Met Your Mother? Then you should listen to How I Met Your Friends. Hi, I'm Kathleen. And I'm Julie, and we are the ladies behind How I Met Your Friends, the podcast that explores the similarities and theories of Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Every week, we watch an episode from each show and dive deep into the crossovers and catchphrases. So if you've ever noticed the similarities between these fantastic shows, come check out our podcast. You can reach us on social media at How I Met Your Friends Pod or email Pod at gmail.com. Hey, this is Evan. Hey, Jason Underwood. And we hope you're enjoying the shows on the Danger Entertainment Network now, including the Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast. Yeah, we're super thrilled to be a part of this awesome lineup, guys. Um, and what we do here on our show is it's look, we are just trying to make you guys laugh through all kinds of different avenues. Hear me out here. Yeah. Hear me out. Please. What we are is we're two geeky white dudes talking. And trying to be funny. Yeah, and I try to blow in your mind here with, uh, <laughs> with something brand, brand new, new, but, um. Yeah. You never heard anything like this. We talk about Star Wars. <laughs> talk about, we talk about superheroes. Talk about Marvel movies, man. <laughs> Look, we are, we're cutting some damn, we're, we're, we're breaking some damn boundaries over we here. We are breaking new ground. Yeah. But for real, what we do is we play invented games. Yeah, and we try to spin everything into a brand new fun game that we've made yeah. up. Um, we filter it all through that sensibility. and We're both improvisers, so a lot of what we talk about ends up in, in, in sort of a scene that we have a lot of fun with. Uh, we talk about our lives, pop culture and movies. We talk about a little bit of everything. So if that's what you like, check us out. Bearded Ones Comedy Podcast on the Danger Entertainment Network. They look like Vikings. Doc, 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 Doc,
Listener, if you've been enjoying the show, join our fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Uh, we appreciate everyone's continued support and everybody gets bonus content, early access to the shows and an exclusive RSS feed. Uh, speaking of bonus content. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Anthony is just eating movies like fucking Cookie Monster over there. <laughs> like pussy. Yeah. Just, <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Uh, uh, <laughs> What's that stuff we used to eat back in the day? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's right. He's <laughs> just lapping it up. Uh, just w- rub, w- wiping his lips. Uh, the fountains. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking out of a fire hose. Yes. So you posted a bunch of things, Anthony. What? Uh, well, you did. I just recorded and it. And he sent them to me, and I posted them. But yes. What do we have this week? Uh, some of these movies later on I want to talk about, but what did you yeah. put up? Uh, well, these since we last recorded, I've watched Uncut Gems, nice. uh, A History of Violence, right. Black Klansman, uh, Do the Right Thing. I love the Spike Lee uh, connection. Knives Out. Yeah. And then I just uh, had recorded, and Imran will put it up by the time the show airs, um, Out of Sight. Damn. So, and then Ruggs, you uh, submitted some shit, too. What'd you watch and uh, and, and do a Corona binge report? I watched Dogs Ooh. as a request from our old pal Seth Morgan. Yeah, I'll explain that in a second. Uh, I also did Bloodshot. Holy shit. And I did a little mini review of Devs halfway through the season. So. Yes. Bloodshot, the movie seven people in the world have seen. Yes, now eight. Now eight. I have seen it. You know, the streaming for Bloodshot may actually help uh, this movie make more money than it probably was going to make. I don't maybe. know. I feel like the streaming is good for like these low budget risks that people I think are going to flop anyways. Like, I don't know if Bloodshot was a low budget well, risk. I don't know about no budget. But like New Mutants, like just fucking put it out on streaming. Do the same thing. All I have $20. to say about Bloodshot, yes. the only thing that I came out of Bloodshot with was, damn, the girl in that movie is really, really Really, really attractive. There you go. And that's it. That's, that's all I can tell you about it. that. Movie. Well, so uh, these are our Corona binge reports for our Patreon subs- uh, supporters. But some of these listener are posted for free. So you can get a sample of uh, what we have on our Patreon. Just go to jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Uh, and they're posted for free because our patron saint of awesome, Seth Morgan, has uh, sent us donations for individual movie reviews. He is picking movies for each of us to watch and review. Oh, shit. And I love that. It's a great idea. So these are going to be all free. So Anthony did History of Violence, uh, that Viggo Mortensen movie. That's free. I put a Corona binge report of Platoon, which is the one of the movies he picked for me. That's free. And Rugboy, uh, your Reservoir Dogs review is also free. Those are sponsored reviews. We thank Seth Morgan so much and all of you guys so much for your continued support. I also watched Knives Out and uh, I did an instant reaction for that great movie. Well, I got I got one thing to say, though, about the movies I've watched. Yes. Just if anyone gives a fuck. Yeah. Out of the, all the movies I've watched this past week or this past since we recorded, I would say Uncut Gems was my favorite. Oh, interesting. Okay. Out yeah. of all of those. Yeah. I like that movie. It was just an assault on my senses. But I've, I think that you probably got more out of it because you you're, you're like a jock and you like sports. Yes. <laughs> that connection was I'm dying. More... I'm dying to see that because I think uh, Sandler. I feel like if I would have been Good. more of a jock and into sports and stuff, I probably would have liked that movie really? a little bit more. Oh, yeah. That that movie is 
a, a great term, yeah, assault on your senses. It's literally like watching someone, watching your buddy that is a scumbag just yeah. make terrible decision after terrible and decision. And you're just like, what are you doing? And you're, But you still hope he can pull through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sandler looks amazing in that. And he's I, really good in yeah, it. Yeah, I think he's got he's got some chops. Uh, nobody knew. Nobody knew. Anyway. I, think, I think people knew. You just yeah. had to put him in the right in the roles. Right, yeah. and when you leave I, him I to his own really devices. I wasn't that surprised by what he did. He, he's done stuff like this in Punch Drunk Love and yeah. other movies. Yeah. So it's, I'm not really shocked that he could act. It's just um, the way that the Zofty brothers made this movie was it was like an assault on your senses. It was a lot of stuff like just like really up in, in the register and you're hearing and stuff when you're watching. Mm, wow. Yeah. I want to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Yelling. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of people yelling at each other. Yeah, that's what Rex said initially. You're like, it's uh, just yeah. two hours of people it yelling. It really is. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, great. Well, it was a, a brilliant movie. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but it was like, woo, I need a fucking, I need, I need to smoke a joint after this. <laughs> uh, the point is you want all this bonus content, sign up, jogginner.com slash Patreon. All right. On with our Patreon listener sponsored movie review. Cause that's another thing you could do on the Patreon. If you give us, Ten dollars a month or more, you get to pick. You get all of us to review. You get movies. all of us to review. We put it in the show. We put it on Patreon, uh, and uh, you can pick any movie you want. And that's what we're gonna do right now. Uh, we are reviewing Goonies from 1985. Here's your spoiler alert. It's Chump. I just saw the most amazing thing in my entire life. First, you gotta do the truffle shuffle. Come on, do it. Come on! Do it! Trap yourselves in, you fucks! Spoiler time! This one is sponsored by Dedicated to um, the, the awesome Lisa Morrison. It's her second Patreon pick. Uh, we did Serenity for her, for her first pick. And she originally gave the second pick to Steve Morrison, who had picked Wolf Cop. And if we really wanted to do something nice for Steve on his birthday, we would have done Wolf Cop. But here we are. Steve doesn't get nice things for his birthday. You know what, Steve? I have a feeling we're going to get around to Wolf Cop eventually, because how can you not want to see a movie called Wolf Cop? So she suggested a classic movie, Goonies, which I'm so glad it's one of the movies that, you know, I want Anthony to watch a movie that everybody's seen that he hasn't seen. And I just want to thank Lisa Morrison for being a patron for 27 months. Oh, shit. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. We appreciated ah, the classic cult hit Goonies. This movie on Rotten Tomatoes, 71%, uh, 6.17 average rating. Audience score, 91%. Audiences love it. Uh, the budget of this movie way back was uh, kind of high for 85, $19 million. But in the first year, it ended up uh, making $61 million worldwide and was uh, number 10, top 10 highest grossing movie of 1985. So that's not a bad return. Made triple its money back and goes on, of course, VHS, DVD, beta, any kind of format, cult classic hit. Uh, everybody has a copy of this movie, uh, which is directed by Richard Donner. Anthony, you're familiar with the name Richard Donner? I, I will say, just real quick, yeah, I know who Richard Donner okay. is. He directed Superman. That, yes. This is like a 
kind of an all-star group. You got Richard Donner yes. directing screenplay by Chris Columbus, yes. who did Home Alone and some other stuff. And then uh, Steven Spielberg did the story and helped produce. Yep. So right? this is so. Spielberg, Chris Columbus, Richard Donner. Uh, this guy's didn't know that those three were involved in the movie. One of the reasons why this is like a a, a, cl- a cult classic, and you get the charm you get from this movie. So, Anthony, you've never seen this. Never. We <laughs> we were talking before <laughs> how you have seen the gifs of Chunk doing the truffle shuffle, but you were like, no what, "What the fuck is that?" I think that 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 is a disturbing image. What is that? Yes. Now you know. But give us uh, the quick plot. What happens in this movie? Um, it's about. This group of kids in Oregon, I believe, or Washington, Oregon. It's Oregon, Astoria, yeah. Oregon. And they're they're they live on this place in this by the lake or by the ocean. On the ocean, the, yeah. Yeah, and they're called the Goonies. They live on the Goon Docks, and their all their houses are going to be bought out by this rich guy that wants to build golf courses. So this is their last day to hang out together, and they stumble upon. In uh, Sean Astin's character, what's his name? Mikey. Mikey. They go up to the guy's basement because his dad is a um, museum collector or museum. Some involved office, yeah. Yeah. And they, they come across a treasure from the original Goonie that was trying to discover it um, in, a, in like a pirate ship. And they go on this adventure to discover this treasure to save their houses. And along the way, they run to a criminal family that is on their tail. It's a little. And it's a bunch of kids. Yeah, and it's a bunch of kids. It's a little bit of a bunch of genres. This cast is amazing. You have, like you just said, Sean Astin in his. I believe this is his feature film debut, playing Mikey. Josh Brolin. Anyone? Thanos. Had Cable. No Thanos. Idea. Fucking Thanos. young ass Josh Brolin as his brother Brand. Jeff Cohen as Chunk. Corey Feldman. It's got a Corey as Mouth. Carrie Green playing the love interest Andy. Martha Plimpton, another great '80s and '90s actress. Playing Steph. Carrie Green. Great. Carrie, Carrie Green. Just great to look at. Yes. Carrie Green, the perfect, like, 80s cheerleader. 80s, 80s teenager hot girl. Yep. Yeah. K. Hui Kwan playing Data, and he had two years $50 earlier. Bill. $50 he, bill. D- dude, have you seen Temple of Doom, Indiana Jones Temple of Doom? I have. That, it's yeah. short round. That's right. Hang on, lady. We go for a ride. Uh, Data is great. John Matsukas as Sloth. Is that a football player is what I found yes. out? Yeah. He, yes. The dude is huge. Robert Davi playing Jake Fratelli. Joey Pants. Joe Pantoliano. Cypher. Cypher from The Matrix. He was in uh, that got, uh, the Memento. He is he in Daredevil. He was in Daredevil. He's in, He's in yeah. Sopranos, an amazing role playing Francis uh, Fratelli. And then Anne Ramsey, the wonderful Anne Ramsey, Mama Fratelli. Of course, her best role, one of my favorites role, uh, Throw Mama from the Train, playing another mama. Yeah. I love her. Um, and it's just an amazing 80s cast. A lot of these guys went on, obviously, to do great things uh now, yes i would like to ask you about your experience when you watch this the first time when you were a child in well should we do that or should we find out what anthony thinks watching this as an adult for the first time i mean we can but i feel like it'll it'll, it'll spoil my 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 exuberance once i hear he's like ah, it's all right. okay you know what this time <laughs> anthony goes last because i sure. i agree i'm yeah, not go, go in the order of who's seen it First. Uh, I'm okay. So, uh, I'll go. I just I remember 
this movie, I've seen this movie so many times. This is one of those great movies that when you're done, when you're a kid, you watch this. I mean, it's aimed squarely at 12-year-olds, but it's also one of the first movies that was for kids and adults as well. You want to get on your bicycle. You are one thing of freedom you have when you're a kid and grab your friends and have an adventure. Um, I, st- I watched it again and – it, sure, it has tons of contrivances and conveniences and plot holes, but none of that shit matters. This is the original Stranger Things. Uh, if the, ca- the kids love Stranger Things now, this is the original Stranger Things. I love the sense of adventure, uh, horror. It's a teen romance. It's a comedy. There's an Indiana Jones treasure hunt. It's a coming of age story. It's like a crime thriller. It's all these movies mushed into one. And it just makes me feel good inside. Every time I watch it, it's safe. You know, I would love chunk and sloth. And you say it's safe. It's, 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 did I say it's safe? It yeah. makes me feel safe in the term that it takes me back to like the innocent eighties being a kid and how like there was a different sense of innocence back then. That's that's not around really anymore. It's maybe it's just because I was a kid, but uh, the movie has great authentic, you know, authentic kids, good friendship. So I still love I still love watching this movie, and whenever it's on, I will watch it. And and I was more than happy to watch it again. Rugs, what was your experience when you first saw this? Well, okay, I did not see this in the theater. Yeah. All right. Um, I think I saw it on video too, like soon after. I don't think. Uh, so basically, the eighties. At the time when this came out, I was probably like, I don't know, how old are you when you saw this? In like 10 years old, Amron, or something like that? I think I was 11 All right, or, so 12. 11 or 12. Yeah. All right. So I was a little, I was probably around that, maybe 13 years old when yeah. this came out. And uh, I, I think that, um, you had two ends of the spectrum. You had like the really good 80s, uh, kid going out on an adventure movie, which is Stand By Me. Yeah. All right. Stand by me is a fucking classic. Is a Stephen yep. King yep. thing. It uh, it has the same kind of. It has a Corey in it. It has everything. It it the acting is better. The story is gripping. That's who directed that. Was that Spielberg? That's a Spielberg. I no. I don't know. No, off the top of my head. Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Oh, Rob okay. Reiner. That's why. Okay. And then you had this one. He's like the goofier brother. Yeah. Of Stand by Me. Yeah. And uh, I didn't like it as much uh, as Stand by Me, but. I remember this is the memory that I had. I remember that we rented this and we were with my cousin and my uncle and my cousins and my uncle, they, you know, we would go and hang out with them all the time and it would be, and we rented this movie and, uh, where it was on HBO. I don't remember exactly what the conditions were, but the, we were, we all sat down and watched this movie and my uncle was losing his shit the whole movie. <laughs> he loved it. Just laughing his mm. ass off. Yeah. He knew the lines before and he would repeat it. And I was like, this motherfucker loves this movie. Yeah. And I'm like, it must be good, I guess. I don't, I guess it's good. And so I didn't really get it until I watched it like a little bit later on in life when yeah. like people were like, Oh, you remember the Goonies? Yeah. And I really don't remember the Goonies. So I watched it and I kind of developed like uh like this eighties kind of like this 80s it has this 80sness to it that I love. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I love about the movie. It's the 80sness of it. Not the movie itself. There's certain things that I love about it and we'll get into it later, but the only way I can encompass it is it's a very 80s 
I guess the aesthetic is there. Yeah. Of like where they write the movie and they just, you just have to fucking go along with it. Yeah. Plot holes. Yeah. Who the doesn't, fuck cares? Doesn't matter. Kids, the yeah. parents, yeah. they don't matter. Yeah, like all of those things. Yeah. Like, you know, like if you watch, um, another one of my favorite one of these that, uh, is, um, the monster squad. Yes. Which is like Goonies Halloween. Yeah. That's another one of these movies. The parents not anywhere. They're fucking kids with shotguns for some reason. <laughs> like, you know, like you just have to fucking go with it. That in the eighties, kids just fucking did shit and no one would stop them. I do agree. Stand by me is by far the better movie, but this movie and is in that same tier in that group of like your flight of the navigator explorers, a never ending story, monster squad, like all these movies just give me that same lovely nostalgic thrill of 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 growing up in the 80s and being a kid and going on an adventure anthony what is what what is this movie to an adult millennial now who's never seen it i can't wait to find out (laughs) what is i mean so i'll start off by saying it's it's solid it's a good it's entertaining there's a lot of points where i laughed i i enjoyed the ride I, i can only imagine that being a kid and watching this how much i probably would have loved this yeah and i feel like the love that i have for home alone yeah is what i yep. would have had for this yep. if i was a kid and had seen it as as a kid because home alone i revere and yeah. I, I still go back and watch it oh, and it makes me feel like a kid yeah whereas you know this obviously is the first time i've ever seen it yeah it, i can tell i right away you know obviously it's a kiddie movie yeah it's silly um but i'll give it credit you know it's it's an entertaining plot the 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 chemistry between the kids the and some of the dialogue great. from the kids is is hilarious. Yeah. Um, Chunk and Data especially are yeah. great. Uh, they do have the they do have the hot girl that we mentioned, Carrie Green, which I I always enjoy. The the, the this sounds weird as an adult. <laughs> I always enjoyed uh, like a little teenage romance throughout a film. Yes. So it has all those elements. It has a fun plot. It has a fun interaction with the kids. I was entertained. It has everything. Um, you know, it's not something where I'm gonna be like. Revere, like I wasn't, I don't come out of this going, man. That's an all-time movie, and I, yeah. I, I, it's one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. I can understand why yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's just different having seen it now as a thirty-two-year-old yeah. rather than ever seeing it as a kid or even like a, a teenager. I mean, to Rugboy's point, I think they do a great job of keeping adults entertained as well as the kids, and I think. This was one of the first times you saw that kind of sensibility and that thought. Uh, I'll point out too that the you don't see it often nowadays, but the the kids swearing and yes. all the the sex references and and starting off the movie with a dude faking hanging himself like that's all stuff you wouldn't see. I forgot now. that's how the movie started. When it started, I was like, "Holy fuck, I don't remember this!" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's fucking." Uh, well, they, I read, did some research at the, all the TV showings of the movie that that. They that cut didn't, that didn't start out. That. That's yeah. why I it started don't remember with, that. It started with them putting the gasoline right by the by the because the jail. I oh I see as they're coming out when he yeah. because that is a fucking hard sell in the beginning of a kid's movie. Kids movie. They have yeah. a guy fucking hanging there. Like, can we talk about these characters? First of all, clearly I identified with a couple of them, like Chunk. Chunk was one of them. The truffle shuffle was the worst thing for a chubby kid that was invented because once that movie came out, all the bullies were making fat kids do the truffle shuffle. Oh, yeah. Shuffle. That was like, well, I was like, oh, I can do that yeah. to my, my friends yes. now. Oh, this is great. Chunk is so great. And then Data, I, I swear, 
I made contraptions like Data. He inspired me so much. I loved his little fucking, uh, uh, all his little booby traps, booty traps. That's what I said. Like the pincers of peril, oil slick shoes. I remember I had a skateboard and the, and those, uh, the, the guns that shoot those suction cup, uh, darts. And I took it apart and I built a thing on my skateboard to shoot darts with a string attached and the Rube Goldberg devices, the fact that they do it in the beginning with the gate and then you see it. Uh, one eyed Willie's setup of it in the cave. I all I would do that shit too. Like I remember, I had a Rube Goldberg device where I could pull a string and the light switch would go on. That was all the way over there because yeah, that I was, was a real eighties thing. Like so Big Adventure had yes. it. Oh yeah, that's right. Everybody was doing. Rube. Yeah, so they had the Rube Goldberg thing. My, the thing about Chunk that you bring him up, yeah, is that he also has one of the best scenes in the movie. Where he is being interrogated yes. and he's oh, yeah. telling them every fucking thing that he's done wrong, okay, and that name. is hila- that's one of the most hilarious <laughs> so parts of the whole good. movie to me. That, that, is, that is funny. I, I'll add on to that when he gets put on the floor and he just immediately starts eating ice cream <laughs> <laughs> after he was getting interrogated, yeah. and then he licks the spoon and they take that from him too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that whole that whole that whole segment. Him him having the innate ability to just smell food. Yes, and then his done. his lines are just are, are they're really funny. I mean, it's it's Him very breaking clever. The statue and putting the dick the on dick wrong. Up. It's like what's wrong with it? I love <laughs> Chunk. my mom's favorite part. And you know, I love how they use him in the plot. Like, you want something broken? Let's get Chunk. You just gotta, yeah, you gotta like, behold you hold it. this for a second, and he immediately breaks it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking um, yeah! I mean, I remember this, you know, because uh, I have some uh, people in my family that are of Italian descent. Yeah, and I remember that you know that. They're not speaking clear Italian. It's like uh, clearly actors trying to pretend to speak Italian. Oh, okay. And it, and it, you know, it, uh, now that I look at it, if I'm looking at it from a woke perspective, it's a little stereotypical. Yeah, it's a little, a little it's insulting. Yes. A yeah. Bit, but like, but at the time, I remember my uncle was just fucking totally in, th- he didn't think it was insulting at all. He thought <laughs> it was the greatest thing that he was like, that they had some Italian mobsters in a movie, in a big movie. <laughs> You know, yeah. So uh, it's weird when I just remember looking at it from that point of view in the eighties. There was no issue with the fact that they're speaking like completely wrong Italian, and it's it, this woman that's the mother is clearly not Italian. Yes, she's speaking no Italian. Well, yeah. I, I enjoy that right in the beginning when they're in the in the hideout restaurant. I forget who exactly, but they refer to her as sir. And she like <laughs> looks at them all weird. That you wouldn't you wouldn't see the the making fun of the gender now. Yeah, these no, days. No, that's a thing you don't do anymore. <laughs> did they, they throw the uh, the f word around? Uh, no, I don't think they did the f word, but they said shit. They a said few shit times. a lot. I'm what talking about the f word in, in terms of sexuality. Oh, the other f. They, I think they might. Oh, I don't, I don't remember if because in Monster that. Squad, that's usually they say it like a thousand. This times. is a PG movie, also. There's like lots of I, shit. And they might have said it. I don't remember. They, I feel like they said it at least once or twice. I feel like if it was, it was one of the Fratellis that said it. I don't remember. Maybe I always thought that band, the Fratellis, was uh, they named themselves after these guys at the movie, but the band's last name is actually just Fratellis. They're actually brothers. So I mean, the one of the enjoyable things that even now as an adult is that each of well, these Fratellis characters, means brothers. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Each of these characters, you know, in the in the Goonie group, yeah. There's some part of you that can relate yeah. to relate yeah. to one of them, right? Yeah. Unless you're just an absolute asshole. Yeah. Um. All these guys, even you know Josh Brolin's character yeah. Brandon, um, you can relate to him in some ways. Like he's he's 
a cool guy, but he's not cool enough to hang with the cool kids. Right. I, he's yeah. the coolest guy among little kids. Yes. He loves stealing bikes from little Asian girls for some reason. <laughs> Apparently. He no, said so, he was going to give it back. So apparently, I because I, I did a little research, yeah. that little Asian girl yeah. is Data's sister. Oh, that's Data's sister. That was they in live there. right. They live right next to one another. Yeah. Uh, oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Everyone. I love the small town. Uh, there's a making of documentary where they talk about. It's a real town. That house is actually a real house. People go there all the time and want to take pictures, and the owners are just fucking annoyed. But they instead of building the inside of the house. Uh, on a soundstage, they shot everything outside of the attic stuff in the house and all the locations was actually, that is Astoria, <laughs> Oregon, which I thought was really cool. Um, I love Chunk and Sloth and their relationship. And that's another thing. Like, you couldn't make this movie today because here you have a guy with deformities and we're just calling him a monster and, you know chaining him down like there's so many things that you probably could have made this movie today now, I want to I want to give my personal opinion on this whole sloth okay let's hear it so this is going to sound horrible okay all right but my um, and this is absolutely true and I, I don't really get into my the realities of my life but this is absolutely true I figured that fuck it I'm going to say it on this podcast because it's funny so my my uh, relatives come don't come from America. They're from you know Europe, Eastern Europe, yeah. Italy, all that stuff. Yeah, and they're very ass backwards, you know, Europeans. Yeah. they have all these superstitions and weirdness. Yeah. So when they moved here, we had an aunt that was mentally ill, and um, she couldn't. They they were either so embarrassed or they they couldn't. Or they were so like not able to deal with her being around other people that they kept her locked in a room. Oh my god! Okay, and you'd never see her. Yeah, yeah. And you'd hear the voice come yeah. out of the room. And you're like, oh, it was locked from the outside. And then every once in a while, my grandmother would go in and bring in food. Yeah, it's a lot and like. I slug. felt like, <laughs> it's like when slug. I was watching the Goonies, yeah. I was watching my aunt. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, and my great aunt. Oh okay. shit! And I felt. A lot of I felt a lot of empathy for for sloth, you know, because I was like, he's just misunderstood. And this is the greatest uh, end to that story. So uh, after my grandmother passes away, there's no one that uh, to take care of this woman. And, you know, nobody else wants to do it. So uh, they ship her back off to Europe where they have universal health care. And she got put into a place, I guess, you know, like a, a home. And she made friends. Oh, wow. She had like a normal, a little bit of normalcy in her life. And she was able to like actually have like a good rest of her life. So I think that portrayal of the uh, Italian weirdos, yeah, yeah, Euro yeah. like these European people, like locking up this yeah. deformed person yeah. and treating them like an animal. I think that that's there's some reality to that. That you know, that's really interesting, and uh, it also it makes me sloth. The, I I related to him also because you gotta understand when I was twelve, I was a little patchy vitiligo kid. I had little white patches everywhere, and here is a character of physical deformities that ends up being the hero that's actually lovable. And rugs, what you just said about Italian families. Uh, you know, I no disrespect to my parents, but they they were immigrants also, and they also didn't know what to do. They would make me wear like long sleeve shirts, and I never wore shorts, and I always kind of felt like they wanted me to hide it and not it to be too. As they should. Uh, yes, it was. Uh, <laughs>
It's a freak show. <laughs> Nobody should look at that. Nobody should be forced to look at that. Cover up, you little fucking fuck. So I could relate. They didn't lock me in a closet. All I'm saying is there was little subtle things where I look, think back. I'm like, oh, they didn't want me to fucking show my skin or something. And it was weird. They didn't know what to do. I don't blame them. But that's why I always I always uh, felt in line with sloth. And I just junk. feel like it's really interesting to know that. Like back in like the eighties, it was just cool to lock people in your own prison <laughs> yes. in your house yes. or in a basement somewhere in a restaurant because you know that's what you do. What else are you gonna do with them? Well, I mean, it is a a woke ish movie in the sense that the deformed guy is actually a, a kind, gentle giant. Yeah, it's a yeah. a sweetheart. And yeah. He's the kind of the hero in the movie. Yeah. Hey, you guys! Misunderstood. That's like one right. of the greatest fucking scenes. He just scenes. wants to watch cartoons and eat and eat baby Ruth. Yes, baby Ruth, and, and be Superman. So, yes, yeah. yeah, and that was great because it's Richard Donner. He rips off the shirt. You see the Superman insignia, and he, you hear the theme for a second. And I was like, Donner, fucking pull that, pull that music out. He's like, I'm using this. I'm not paying you money. Uh, I'm gonna use it. Uh, I love the sets in this movie. The fucking all, all of the kind of the Indiana Jones tunnels and the they built that ship. That that's what it reminded me of. It yeah. reminded me of like kid Indiana Jones. Yeah. The sets were so good that that one scene where he puts the little like pen amulet thing, yeah. to like up against the rocks, yeah. is so bad in comparison. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> None of the rocks actually and fit yes. into the little holes in that little like amulet thing, but. That's what makes it so noticeable is that everything else is actually so well done. Yeah. Especially for the for the time. The, for the, the time. one thing about this movie is that, okay, so um, they set off the One-Eyed Willie thing and the ship takes off into the, off the harbor. And like, I'm like, and they're like, oh, it's gone forever. I'm like, no, it's not. It's just going to go. You can get it. You go get you it. You, you could it. get all the gold. It's right there. Just go fucking yeah. get the ship. Just <laughs> We have boats with motors on them now. Who's it's fucking, the 80s. Well, there's so many questions, though. Like, at the end, when he lights the dynamite that was in his bag and they were in water, uh, and it fucking still goes oh, off geez. when they were lighting the dynamite before and it never blew up. And even in the beginning, the suicide guy, like, why is that guy not in a prison jumpsuit? Why is there only one guard there? There's so many fucking and like oh. people just show up in places that were that took them a, re- a really hard, long time to get to. And then you turn around and they're just fucking right there. So there's tons of those things, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. No. It's not the type of movie where you look at you count all the errors. Yeah, it's well, that's 80s filmmaking. Yeah. It's like, fuck it. Yeah. You're at you're at a movie. Just go with it. Yeah. The suspension right? of disbelief. You want entertainment? Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Like. Suck it up, dudes. One, one of my little favorite moments yeah. is when Sean Aston kisses yes. Harry Green. She's like, and she thinks it's yes. his older brother. You have, does Bran have braces? When did he get braces? He must watch out for the hole there. Yes, he was standing in it. He was standing in it. <laughs> Apparently, Carrie Green didn't want to do any of those kissing scenes I read somewhere. Huh. She was very uncomfortable, especially with little Sean Aston. Well, well, her when character I, was just like... She shows up to make out with people. Yeah, pretty yeah, much. She, <laughs> pretty much. She, she's written pretty much as a bimbo. Yes. She's she, yeah, she's just there to be the love interest, and like she, that's it. She just shows up and is like automatically like trying to fuck Thanos. Like yes, she's just she's like, like ready guy, to go. This guy's gonna well, be that, Thanos. That scene where they kiss. Yeah. I was like, where are they? Are they going with this? Where Sean Aston's character is gonna be the one that gets her? Yeah. Like, and I was thinking, this is like a weird. Phantom Menace thing where they casted uh, what's that actress's name? Uh, Natalie Portman versus Natalie Portman, little yeah. Uh, yeah, Anakin, the little dude. Yeah. Where it's like 
they're clearly like six years apart in age. No, it was a, it was a, it was a misunderstanding, <laughs> which was hilarious. But the, yeah, I, there's so many great moments in this movie. I love the moment. So she's a bimbo, but then there's that moment where they find a way out, and she sends the jet, you know, his jacket, his sweater back up, and they all decide to stay and keep going, which is kind of a great. This is our time now. Down here, this is our time. Goonies never die, and that was a that was a great thing. Be Goonies with your buddies. But you could be a goonie. You could be a goonie. There is a couple of weird things too at the end. Like you, if you notice when they at the beach, when Chunk comes up, he mentions that they fought an octopus. I was like, what? what? No, that's Data that mentions that. Oh, Data says it. Apparently, yeah. there was a whole scene where they did fight an octopus in the tunnels. I saw that. I watched that scene it, after. Oh, you did. You found so it. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. So there's an octopus in the in the tunnels in the water. Yeah. No, in the water yeah. where the ship is. Oh, okay. And Data stops the octopus from attacking them by taking his camera and shoving it in its mouth. Oh. No, it was a Walkman. Apparently, I think it was a, a Walkman. Yeah, yeah there, there, there was yeah. A, it was like Cindy so Lauper it, it songs. Made no, it made absolutely no sense. And that's what killed the giant octopus was a Walkman into yeah. the mouth. The, the, the octopus eats it and then just lets everyone go. <laughs> yeah, you can cut that. <laughs> I feel like they did a, a lot of things that were probably cut out of here. I feel like it needed something there. Yeah. But like I guess uh, maybe it not wasn't good. Huh? I mean, it's like a two-hour runtime as it is. I don't know. What it's just weird they left that octopus lighting because I was like, the fuck is he talking about octopus? <laughs> well, I, I took it as as him exaggerating what had happened. Now, right? how many eighties, uh, um, uh, like adventure, like kid adventure movies have you seen, Anthony? Not very many. Yeah. So this one is like probably this and Home Alone are the only ones, I guess. I mean, I would consider it's not really an adventure movie, but. Karate Kid was a big part of my All right. Yeah, that kind of, that's the 80s. Yeah, that's the 80s. T- that's still more of a legitimate film. Right. Yeah. Like, okay. this is more of like a, a fucking, I don't know. But Stand By <laughs> Me, you should, if you a haven't fucking, watched Stand By Me. Um, Stand By Me is great, yes. They I, I did enjoy Corey DNA. Feldman in that. Yeah. In this, so. They do share a lot of DNA. Mouth. Corey Feldman is better in Stand By Me. Yeah. Okay. They have a lot of things that are very similar. Yeah. Uh, but um, but that's based off a Stephen King short story. So Stay by Me is a lot more serious. Yeah, it's a little more serious. But then there's remember there's that whole crazy like the story within a story of uh, yeah. the puking, which is a similar story that Chunk says. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. That's when why they're I... tort, they're interrogating him. Well, the the thing that I kept thinking about throughout this movie is man. I probably would have really appreciated this if I was like in the '80s and watched it. If as you're, a kid. yeah, dude. If you when you're a kid and you see this, it's it's the greatest. It's, it's a completely thing. different experience. It's the like, thing I remember ever. watching this and see. Uh, this is my mindset when I was a kid. I wasn't interested in kids doing anything. Yeah, I was interested in like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester sure. Stallone, somebody who was oiled up <laughs> and, and had no chest hair. Yeah. And huge muscles and guns, yeah. doing t- taking care of business with a sword or something, you know. So like when I watched this movie, I was like, "Oh, like these kids, like what are they gonna do?" And I didn't really get it. Like I was so binary of like what an action hero was, and so for me, it was just like that's eh, fun. It's a fun movie, but I won't really, you know, whatever. My uncle seemed to like it a lot, and uh, but then like. As I grew up, everybody just kept on telling me how much they love this movie. And I was like, I got to watch it again. And then I, and like Anthony, I, I was a little bit older and I think I was already like 15, 16, 17 years old when I saw it again. And I was like, I get it. You know, I get it. And now it's like, I've seen it so many times yeah. 
that it's just part of who I am. It's a cult classic. It's a yeah, feel-good so movie, and you're rooting, you know, against the I evil developer. I could see someone seeing it and not enjoying it, yeah. but I think that there's something for everyone there. But I don't. Do they even make movies like this anymore? I feel like this genre. Well, Stranger Things. They well, make oh the yeah, shows now, like yeah. Now they make shows exactly. And like Sean Astin was in season two of Stranger Things too, which is nice yeah. little nice little tie around, but. That is just playing off the nostalgia of these kind of movies and they're So who is the biggest star that came out of this movie? Well, wow, that's a good question. Sean Astin? Well you got Sean or Astin. Thanos? Or Sean well, I think it I think it was Sean Astin immediately like yes. in the first ten to fifteen years after, but Brolin really came on in the last once few No years. Country for Old Men and yeah. all that stuff. Because the heavyweights in this is it it's the Quarry. The Quarries. Yeah. Thanos. And and Sean Astin, those are the three. Chunk really- is not fat anymore. Jeff Cohen. Which one's the Corey? Cor- uh, mouth. Oh, Feldman. Yeah, yeah. I love him yeah. uh, in, uh, translating for the Spanish maid in the beginning. This is fucking great. Yeah. Put all the drugs in here. <laughs> but jo- jo- the data, he didn't become anything special after. But he's one of the most iconic kids. Yes. In the movie. Short round and data is two huge kids roles. I mean, he's up there with Macaulay Culkin almost. Absolutely. A kid. You know, and then Sean Astin had the Lord of the Rings playing Samwise Gamgee was huge for him. Sean and then, Astin. Yeah. Lord the, he also had Rudy. Yeah, he he had did Rudy, Rudy afterwards and yeah. then he did Stranger Things and he was on a season 24 also uh, for a little bit. But Brolin, who would have thought that that brand would grow <laughs> and eventually become but Thanos. But Brolin's got Thanos. Yes. He's got No Country for Old Men. Yeah. He's, He's got, in Men in Black. I also think Black. Joey Pantoliano has an amazing filmography, and he is a great actor, and he's been in some amazing movies. Yeah, Joey Pants is Joey good. Pants is the fucking well, bomb. Brolin has done No Country for Old Men. He's been, he was George W. Bush in W. Oh, that's right. Jonah Hex, Men in Black 3. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's done lots. Yeah, Sin City, I think, and then all the Marvel see, stuff. I think a Brolin might be the heavy hitter right now cable. Out, of, out of all of these. Oh, yeah, he was Cable. Yeah, he really has come on. Martha Plimpton, you would see in a lot of TV shows and a lot of 80s and 90s movies. She hasn't done stuff. Were they trying stuff. to make her get with Corey? Yes. They, and I, I, yes, I remember, that's what I thought was happening yes, in the movie. I remember at the end, those two like kissed, but that didn't happen. They didn't kiss. But they, she was just like, you're pretty cool. Like, you're yes. pretty cool or when, something yeah. like that. She's like, yeah. You can't touch my boobs, but yes. I like you. She's like, your your voice is nice when if you're- If you were a mo- chick, I'd be into you. <laughs> I, I like the line, though, of going back to the kids stuff yeah. or the people kissing. Carrie Green goes something along the lines to Sean Astin's character. If you keep kissing girls like that, yeah. you're going to be like on your way. Yeah, like, so and I was like, I was like even damn. watching that now, I was like, damn, how did he kiss her? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> if, I, if, someone, if a girl like that yes. said something to me, like said something you like that to me like as that. a kid- yeah. Oh my God! I'd I'd have a boner the size of Florida, Absolutely. like uh, like Robin Williams and uh, Fisher King. <laughs> Geek boner. Uh, that would be, that yeah. would make my life. That was a as a kid. If, a someone, weird, if a girl like that line. said something to me, yeah, yeah, you're like you have to tell all my friends right now what you just said. Yeah, uh, let's get this on tape. Uh, and then of course Ann Ramsey does throw Mama from the train with Billy Crystal Day to beat a fucking fantastic movie. Um. But yeah, it's gonna be Brolin. I love the Cindy Lauper music, also very fitting. But it has that Chris Columbus vibe with the little Spielberg and uh, a little and Richard Donner's sensibilities all in there. I think really pulled this movie. It, it together. also had the um, something that Home Alone kind of took away too is there's not really any serious consequences for right pain. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. Like Josh Brolin's character gets thrown off a mountain. 
at like 60 miles an hour on a bike. Oh, yeah, and he's fine. The next time you Swag see him. walks away. <laughs> he's fine. That's, he's fine. Oh, shit. The next time you see him, he's totally fine. How about the Fratelli brothers that are landing on their nuts on the fucking right. pole? It's the, that's Home Alone humor. That's car- Well, the whole that's the beauty of this. Is This is a, a amazing like comic book cartoony adventure uh, for these kids, which is why when I was a kid, I just fucking loved this movie. Because it is. It's outlandish. It's all of it's absurd, and it's just slapstick comedy for the sake of comedy. Well, and the, the, my thing when coming into this is obviously not having much of an expectation other than when you guys would reference Stranger Things. Yeah. I had no idea where it was going. I was going, is this just like a kid movie where yeah. they're just hanging out? And then they go down this tunnel, and there's these like criminals. I'm like, okay, what? And then there's yeah. a monster in yeah. the tunnel. And then they're going and finding a pirate ship. I'm like, what the fuck it's, is this? It's 15 genres smashed together. <laughs> oh shit! And but it works. Like it's not yeah. too many things. Like it, look, they just did that in the 80s. Like yeah. if you ever watch The Last Dragon, it's a kung fu movie with like rap music in it and break dancing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like breaking meets Mortal Kombat. What is this? Yeah, we should watch that movie. That's the Last movie. Dragon. That might be a good yeah. one. Uh, there has been uh, rumors of a sequel for years, and then they were yep, thinking about a musical. Uh, what do you? I'd say it's a classic. Don't touch it. But if you were to reboot it, it may be interesting to have these kids. The, these I mean, kids, this kids. concept has been done many yeah. times. Yeah. Save the house, you know. Like, yeah, they've done yeah, that before. Yeah. And it is Stranger Things a little I, bit. I I read that the only reason they haven't is they can't get everyone to show interest in doing yeah. the yeah. sequel. You need the- like not, but they'd want everyone to come back. I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the dynamic would be with them as all adults. Well, then you'd need a set of kids like to have the adventure. It's maybe their kids. Yeah, their and, kids would be doing it. But yeah. that's fucking Stranger Things. We already have that. Like, I don't know. What you could add to this, maybe one-eyed more, one-eyed Willy, pirate, stash, I don't know. Also, this movie has a great Drew Struzan poster, which uh, gets points. Uh, any movie that has a Drew Struzan poster. Even that poster I was looking at, I'm going... Is that crazy? Uh, no, I, well, I was just going, what the fuck is this movie about? Right? You can't really tell, but <laughs> once you see it, the poster suddenly makes, makes sense. Makes more sense. I was reading, I saw they did have a uh, that documentary. They talked about uh, how the production designer put his actual blood on the map because he wanted he couldn't find the right shade of blood and he wanted it the map to look good and oh, wait the hell? so he just put his own fucking blood on there and made it real but i love the map i love them playing the bones piano and the stupid jokes where he's like oh, if you get it wrong we'll all be flat uh <laughs> just like it's so great <laughs> this it's so fucking good and you just want to be a goonie forever uh, all right let's rate the fucking movie anthony what would you give this movie as an adult watch uh, Rug Boy said this earlier, but I get it. Like the, I watched the film, and yeah. I, by the end of it, I was, even throughout, I was going, "I get it." Like I get why this is became a thing. I get why people enjoy this. And again, if I was a kid watching this back back in the day, I probably would have had this almost the same. No, no one can match Imran's enthusiasm. But <laughs> I would have had a decent amount of enthusiasm for it. As an adult, I get it. I'm going to give it. Because it is geared towards kids and I'm watching it as an adult, um, I'm going to give it a seven seven point three. Okay, so it's a, it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a good movie. Yeah. I, 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 it's more because I just get what the appeal is. Yeah, it's not something that I'm going to turn on and watch all the time or probably ever again. Yeah, but I get it and I'm happy that I'm I've I've seen it and I can be a part of the conversation. Now you know the truffle shuffle gif whenever it pops and up. I know what that means. Just, yes, that's worth the price that. of uh, admission exactly. alone. Rugs, exactly. give me a rating. What'd you give it? Well, 
as I said, I, when I first saw it, I, I watched like, like I ever watched every other movie, but it didn't stick with me. And then uh, I gave it another shot, and then I started to get it. Uh, I was, I think, I was maybe a little bit too old in my in my way of thinking. I had moved on from those kind of movies to like Arnold movies and Terminator and shit like that at that point. And um, so I was like, kind of like not into. Co- I'm not really a comedy type person anyway. Um, so, um, but I do think that what this movie does offer is some classic lines, things like jargon, things that you always remember, lines that you always relate. You know, a goonie. What the fuck is yeah, a goonie? Yeah. But you know, the goondocks. You're like, all right, it makes sense. I'm a fucking goonie. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna go along with Anthony and and give it like a maybe just a seven point five. Oh, seven point. Very yeah. close. Uh, I'm yeah. giving this movie an eight just because of nostalgia and just how much fun it is it is a classic quintessential 80s kid adventure like we said bunch of different things and you know the movie i want to see remember at the end where chunk uh where i love you chunk i love you chunk it's lots like i love you and he takes him home he's like you're gonna come live with me I want to see that fucking movie. Oh, shit. i want to well, see listen, the movie of chunk and sloth and I think how he explains this to his parents i like this is from I know that the Monster Squad came out right after Goonies, yeah, I think. Yeah. And it was a ripoff of the Goonies. But I love the Monster Squad more than this movie. Monster Squad was 87. As a fat kid. Yeah. It has a scary German guy. See, it I, has I, a hot girl. <laughs> it has a guy who's cool and does cool, says cool things and smokes cigarettes. Uh, I, so to me, if I'm going to go with. It's going to be either Stand By Me or Monster Squad before the Goonies. Really? Yeah. See, I wasn't, oh. for some reason, I wasn't a big Monster Squad guy. I'm opposite. And, uh, listen, man, I like fucking Dracula. Yeah, it had all the monsters like the in there. Man. That's why, like, right? Yeah, I like, yeah, yeah. I, I love that fact that there's some violence in there. The mummy was in there. Everybody was in there. And the, the guy's, that kid's sister is, is still one of the highest chicks ever. So, <laughs> for my teenage mind, I was like, I would, I would, I would, yeah. <laughs> I think you can't. The, the girl in the Goonies can't hold a candle to the girl from uh, Monster Squad. <laughs> oh, What's her know. name? Is it Mary Ellen Trainer? Is he uh, talking about her name? Is I think Christine Fuller, but you're not going to find her on there. No, he did one movie and that was it. One Lisa Fuller, Patrick's sister. Lisa Fuller, Lisa Fuller. That's Patrick's right. sister. She doesn't even have a photo here. That's not her. Yeah. Oh, this is a good looking girl. Listen, I would never show. <laughs> I would never shoot you uh, wrong. You put her up there with <laughs> Carrie Green. Yeah, she's. A- I, I liked Carrie Green just because she had that. Man, it sounds so wrong saying this, <laughs> but she had that innocence. Yeah. Still, kind of look like yeah. she was like a legit look, like she was in high school. Yeah. But she also was just down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was ready to do it. She was ready. Yeah. Let's just sneak off and make out while these criminals are going after us. <laughs> while we're running for our lives. I'm going to go make out with you. A uh, great pick, Lisa Morrison. I know she loves this movie and but mentioned like they used to have an old tape and they would watch it over and over again. And it's one of those, it's one of those classics you can throw on and makes you feel like a kid again. So uh, thanks, Lisa, for your support. And again, if anybody wants to force us to watch a movie, sign up on Patreon, uh, $10 a month or more, and you will get a pick. Or you can. Oh, I got one more comment. Yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah. Josh Brolin, he was a, a little stud back in his day, huh? 
Uh, I, thought he was, I think he's a good-looking dude back he, yeah, then. Yeah, man. That, like, oh, I mean, he was always He's like, always good-looking, yeah. I thought. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, now I see him, and he's old, so. Yeah. I, well, I don't appreciate it. handsome. Yes, he's classically handsome. I don't appreciate handsome. it as much. Yes. I think he looked better as a kid. Yeah. Man, that sounds awful. We all look better <laughs> as kids, Anthony. Don't, don't anyone isolate that audio in the future. We all, look, we're all past our fucking prime. Maybe not you, because you got those Asian genes. I don't genes. know. George Clooney seems to look a lot better as he gets older. Uh, they, yeah, yeah. The gray hair, the gray, like, streaks work Distinguished. for him. I think Brolin looks good now, also. Like, like his jaw is almost too strong now. Wow, I'm... I really judge <laughs> men's looks. <laughs> really breaking down. I like Josh, listening to Andy. Josh Brolin's <laughs> jaw. No, he was a heartthrob. Talk about how attractive. Men <laughs> he was are kind of a heartthrob in, in in terms of movies in that age. I think hmm. uh, the Brolin was so good stuff, gang. Let's do some news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. It's time for news from the nation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that one made me laugh. Is that a but tire just, deflated? It was, so it was unexpected. Yeah. <laughs> did you? <laughs> you sound like the your tires deflated, like they did uh, Josh Brolin's bike in the movie. <laughs> uh, this is uh, the this is the part where uh, I pull out some. Uh, comments from our Facebook group, Fiddlesticks Winterbottom, posting this link. More free stuff from big companies to keep you occupied during the Rona quarantine. Marvel Unlimited is offering free access to some of their best stories. Uh, this is going to start Thursday, April 2nd. It's already started. Runs through Monday, May 4th. And uh, if you download the Comixology app or the Unlimited Marvel app, you can read the entire runs of Avengers versus X-Men, the entire Civil War uh, series. Captain America, Winter Soldier, Thanos wins X-Men, Dark Phoenix, um, lots of uh, story arcs to check out. While I've been trying, Rugs, have you been following any of the stories about what Marvel and DC are uh, have been trying to do? How they've been trying to figure out distribution? Well, they're they're not really saying much. No, right they're now. and they're going back and forth. They're it, thinking about going like all digital, which I think is going to kill all the uh, comic books. That stuff. is the problem. So DC initially was like, "We're going to release digitally. We're not going to publish things." Diamond had shut down. They're not getting them out anyways. But then this hurts the retailers. This, but at the same time, DC and Marvel is a business and need to make money. So what do you do when you rely on a direct market that's set up for retailers? To move a lot of your books, you can't get those people mad. So Marvel and DC both have said we are not releasing any new comics, print or otherwise digitally. And this week, New Comic Book Day had turned into No Comic Book Day wow. for the first week in a long time. It was pretty crazy. So there, you know, some other studios are, are, are trying to figure out also, you know, what do we put out collections? But that's studios a, uh, like other publishers. Sorry, oh, like right, image. Right, right. And, but that's a predicament, Anthony. If you were a business person in this position, what do you do? Do you piss off your retailers that have been supporting you this long to still sell books well, digitally? I mean, it depends on how much money you have in the bank. But yeah, the end of the day is you got to you got to watch out for your own business. And if distributing you know if worrying about retailers going out of business is 
going to put you out of business. You got to do what's best for your business. So, and let's face it. Fortunately, a, a lot of these, yeah. I think we said it last yep. week, these comic book shops yep. are probably going to shut down for good. Yep. Unfortunately, a lot of these retailers will not be able to reopen. I think that maybe they'll come back in a new form uh, somewhere. I feel like that um, it'll be more like a fandom store, like a hot topic. Oh, interesting. And they'll have a comic book section, you know. Um, it won't be like a traditional, like, I love comics. I've created, I've curated this fucking yeah, store yeah. out of my own blood, sweat, and tears, yeah. out of all the shit that I love and make a place for you. It's not, it's going to be a cookie cutter. Some fucking, like, corpo thing's going to be like, well, we need a place to get comics, but let's, like, make a whole experience out of it. And then make it, let's make a whole, like, fashion trend. Cause, like, you want to get all these people buying clothes yeah, and this t-shirts, and that, you know? Yeah. It's going to become a, like, it's going to be a Disney store. But that's kind of what the successful stores all had already become. That, you know, the ones we went to, majority of their sales were from toys, board games, magic, the gathering cards, and the comics was. I can see like Game Stops or something like that. Yeah. Like, just like all of these businesses that are doing shit, like, they'll all, like, converge into one amorphous, like, pop culture thing that's interesting that's interesting in the meantime read free comics on the marvel limited app uh, if you're bored uh blake Braden has a binge alert he says all six seasons of community are now back on netflix if you have never watched the show now would be a great time to start it is a fantastic show uh they were they did one season on yahoo you got joel McHale, danny glover danny pudi allison brie uh chevy chase was in it for a while and he was hilarious if you've never seen it you were looking for a good laugh community uh highly rated rugs you like the Isn't community that where the russo brothers began yes that is exactly russo brothers began directing community so there you go there is your mcu tie-in um and then the last thing in news from the nation david zika shared an interesting link to the sotheby's auction this dude uh what's his name ian levine the ian levine collection an exclusive private sale offering of every comic book released by DC Comics from 1935 to 2014. Oh, shit. Complete <laughs> runs of Superman, Batman, Action Comics, Detective Comics. There's more than 40,000 comics in the collection. It is being auctioned on Sotheby's. And David Zika asked the question, what percentage of people who could afford this actually would want it? Uh, that's a good question. How much is it? Well, this is another thing. What do you guys guess this could go for? So to compare previous, the auction. Five million. Now, hold on. The The previous auction record for a comic was achieved in 2014. Action Comics 1 sold for $3.2 million. The record for an issue of Detective Comics 27 reached in 2010 for $1.75 million. So this would include that. This would include that and 40000 more. That's just one comic for $3 million. I would million. say about $10 million. I would say $10 million. It's got to be, million. yeah, maybe. Uh, I would go higher. Do you have 10 million, 10, 15, maybe 20? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of first first appearances. There's number that, so ones in all yeah, of that. Yeah, but they all don't hold a candle to those all, those ones that are a million dollars. Action and comics the, and the, detective the comics. The drop off is like, yeah, huge. goes to like yeah. 10 grand. That's true. Know, I mean, it's so. pretty much like Amazing Fantasy, Detective Comics 27, Action Comics 1, and then everything else. Right. Uh, but you have to be a pretty hardcore DC fan to actually want all these. I think that like, you know, I mean, 
there's some collectors out there that are probably super rich. That's though. tens of millions of dollars. It'd be crazy. Mike Tchaikovsky had the perfect answer. Uh, he said Nicolas Cage is probably going to well, buy He is a DC fan. Yes, he is a huge DC fan, and he's known to spend money badly. Yeah, bad investment. And did I tell you in New Orleans, I saw the grave that he bought in the, in one of the uh, the cemeteries. It's a pyramid grave uh, that he is going to be buried in because he's a, oh, shit. yeah, he's crazy. And in fact, when that hotel collapsed last October, somebody had broken in to the grave because they thought Nicolas Cage may be hiding money from the tax man uh, oh, shit. in the grave. He was not. Oh, grave is empty. Nothing in there. Nothing in there. There's no national treasure. Got to save the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move on to what we are watching. Uh, we just mentioned all these movies we did for Patreon. Yeah. I do want to talk about a couple of them. I want to start with Snowpiercer, Anthony. You watched Snow, Anthony, Anthony. Snowpiercer. <laughs> that was like, yeah, last week, but yeah, I did. Watch that was last it. week. So then I watched it also because uh, I, I've heard a lot of things about it, and I'll tell you what, I love the first half of the movie, and then. The movie just kept going on and didn't know how to end. Kind of like ruined the whole thing for me. It was great. Whoa! You actually dis—you're actually expressing dislike. I was like, "This fucking movie. Why doesn't it end? It just kept going." And the concept is great. Like you explain, like the world is frozen over. They're stuck on this train, uh, and there's a class system. You got to get to the front of the train. Uh, So the whole first half where they're moving through the different cars and you see everything and they're fighting people is great at the end just kind of dragged and i was like what 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 are you doing it just keeps going and there's no fucking point but (laughs) there has been a tv version of this movie in development for like 12 years many many years tnt uh is 12 years yeah a long time it's been in development hell maybe five years maybe not 12 years but uh, <laughs> five years is a long time of development hell it's being made by tnt and it's finally gonna premiere they moved up their debut date it's premiering sunday may 17th stars jennifer Connolly and david diggs from hamilton uh it's gonna be a 10 episode series and i put the trailer in here and if you watch it the the sets and everything look exactly similar to what they used in the movie. So the look it doesn't seem hard to replicate. No, and it lo- it's they're following. I mean, they're following the same thing. It looks just like it. But all now the three of us have watched this movie. I want to know. Uh, do you think this is a good uh, uh, a good thing for a TV show? And will you check it out now after watching the movie? I feel like to me, the movie is a one time one time thing, and then you're good. So this ten episode series is probably going to take us through the same. Uh, plot line, but add more, maybe. Well, so I, I will, I'll say that I think they can dive into just what life yes. is like, yep. like yep. on a daily basis yep. in there, yep. and kind of the the forced ecosystem that they have. So I think there might be something to mind there. But as I'm watching this trailer, that looks exactly. It looks like exactly. The movie. They, it's they exactly the same. It up, yeah. They have to open it up somehow. Jennifer Connelly is like the Tilda Swinton character, I guess. expand the landscape of what it is. But you're stuck on the train. Like, you can't really open it up anywhere. You see. That's what I'm saying. Like, on a series. Yeah. Like, you know, like, just think about, like, the the stuff that we watch. Like, Game Game of Thrones or or Walking Dead. Like, you can only do the same thing so long. It's, unless it's a mini series, I don't, I don't see And I don't know how you do a second season either. Maybe it's just a one and done 10 series thing. I'm surprised you didn't like, I mean. 
that you didn't have it unwavering enthusiasm. I love I love the concept. I love the another great Chris Evans role. Like he's so good in so many different things. Um, but towards the end, it's just like they didn't know how to fucking stick the landing. They really didn't know how to end the thing, and it just kind of yeah, I, I mean, lost interest. I remember it was okay. I, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like over the moon about where I was like bragging to everyone to watch it. Yeah, I was just like, oh, I mean, this is interesting. It's an interesting little little thing, and uh, I I prefer the host to to this. Oh, uh, that's his other movie, Bong Joon Ho. I'm going to make you guys watch that. Okay, I, I have so I many other watch movies it. I'd rather make you watch. But that's for for what it's worth. I enjoyed Snowpiercer, but I didn't think it was anywhere near Parasite. Yeah. And I think Snowpiercer has a lot of good ideas, um, especially the ending. I think there's a lot of um, really good stuff that you can debate there. Yeah. Uh, but at times, I would agree that it's, as I said, I think last week, Asian movies are weird. <laughs> but this, but this uh, I didn't see what was so weird, maybe a little bit. I, 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 could, mm. I could definitely sense, even with American actors, I was going, this is, this is different. The there's fucking, a different mindset the, with this mm, movie. The violence was great, though. The action is fucking great. That's but, what I love about it. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, but it fumbled the end. I feel like I, I mean, the that's what I'm saying. I don't hate the movie yeah. or have a dislike for it. I just like, yeah, it's good. But like, I'm not going to be like, you have to fucking see this movie. I'm like, yeah, I enjoyed it. I'll watch it again. Um, no problem. Another but, one uh, uh, we all watched and uh, did reviews was uh, Knives Out, which I fucking love. I was so surprised I, about how good that was. I posted some, um, some articles. Yeah. What are these articles but, um, about? Because uh, I listened to both of your reviews and none of you guys pointed out the class system uh, thing that they were doing that was like a lot like like parasite ah. where they were talking about okay so mm. now this is the thing that the thing that doesn't make it work as as good is that Anna de Armas doesn't seem like a uh like like your typical or or, or a, a stereotypical person like she seems like very you're European in, in her. Yeah, appearance. but they do. They make a point to mention uh, all the time. And she's an immigrant and her family yes. is not, you know, from. So it doesn't it, it doesn't work. as well. But basically what what this whole thing is, the subtext of it is that you have like this old white man yeah. that doesn't want to that that is trying to like upend this whole like like thing of like. I, wait, white, I'm just going to press this, this white wealth, <laughs> just, just in case. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing of white wealth being kind of like enforced and passed down yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that, and he wanted to end that trend by by uh, giving his fortune to an immigrant I worker see. and uh and all of these people are having these political arguments throughout the movie uh that are seem like nothing to do with the plot but mm. we're actually all linked into this whole idea of classism and stuff like that so it's it's done in this movie but so that it may it's, it's a who done it on its surface but where, like, kind of like Parasite brings up class yeah. in a different way. Yeah. This is also bringing up this whole like uh, the like Knives Out is a is a kind of like a uh, reflection of America. I see. That's yeah, a good point. That, I didn't. I didn't really. I so just. I, I linked some articles there yeah. where they they kind of pointed out. Um, and uh, so when I listened to your reviews. I was like, oh, no one brought that up. I'm like, I wonder if they even noticed that. See, I I read it more as like he's just trying to fix his fucked up family with this move because I, you know, the the writing in that movie is so good because there was things that they brought up earlier that towards the end I was like, wait, what about this and this? And they fucking resolve it. And you they have bring like, all it different that. kinds of white white like uh, stereotypes. Yeah, you have, like the the entitled kid. Yeah, thinks he get deserves another everything. fucking Chris Evans great performance. You, know, you have like the trumper. Yes, yes, right. yes. 
You have like the, uh, the there's like a woke kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, then there's like a the yeah, there's a Trump kid too. Yeah. Something I didn't mention in my review, but I thought was uh interesting after reading some stuff and then looking at looking back at the movie is Ryan Johnson is just it seems like the especially these past two films, he's just obsessed with subverting expectations. That's his that seems to be kind of his shtick because this is a who done it. Yeah, but then it it's like he tells you who yeah, did it yeah, in the middle yeah, of the film. Yeah. And then Star Wars is his own little thing. But he's he's a He's all about subverting. Well, that's the thing, though. They did in in Murder She Wrote in Columbo a lot, and those uh, those mystery shows is Reservoir Dogs does the same. They thing. would show you who did the thing in the beginning, and the fun is the journey of the guy trying to figure it out. But then, right? But but this but one, then they he twist tells it again. Who, yes, halfway this through. This one, he and then he's he's subverting you with okay that you know who did it, right? But what really happened? And here? then even then gets comes out halfway through, and you're like, now what the fuck's gonna happen? Everybody knows. And then he continues to like. It's definitely twist a fun movie, yeah. and I think it's worth watching. I definitely, and yeah. Some I I feel like this is more entertaining than some other movies I saw that were Oscar worthy. I think Anthony said the same thing, which I agree I, I with. did. So uh, it's definitely worth checking. I mean, I think if you love like a- Agatha Christie, Hercule Poirot, Sherlock Holmes, Columbo, Clue. Uh, just a classic, a classic whodunit that you don't see a lot anymore. And by the way, Anna de Armas is getting uh, pounded by Ben Affleck as we speak. Oh, what? Oh, ah. oh, so wait, why know. did I pray that? Oh, shit. <laughs> he's hitting it. So, uh, Affleck, yeah, she, but he's, how old is she? Jesus. She's going to be, dude, she's going to be a star. Like, she's going to she be was in, um, huge. She's in the new Bond movie, too, coming up. She was up. in um, the, the uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. I think she's got a bright future. She's you know, very good. She, I don't, I, when you, if you guys heard my review, she, to me, in this movie, she looked exactly like Eliza Dushku. I, yeah, I heard that. I don't know a lot. No, no, I, 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 yeah. I never noticed it until you pointed it yeah. out. I'm like, oh, yeah, that. Definitely something I didn't really notice. Big yeah. eyes and dark hair and that, that look. Eliza Dushku is one of my favorites. And then this new Eliza Gonzalez is uh, is now coming up in the ranks because I watched Bloodshot and she was in that. Eliza Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, uh, I just looked up of, Elias Gonzalez and I got a man. That's not oh, what I was no. Yeah, Eliza <laughs> Gonzalez. Right. Speaking of Bloodshot and the devs that you watch – who would you recommend? Would you recommend either of those? And to who would you recommend those? Now, Bloodshot is, if you saw the trailer, you saw the movie. That's what I see. I feel like I don't need to watch There's this really movie. Like, it, it doesn't, like, when you're watching the trailer, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, they fucked with his memory. Yeah. And that's, that's, you're watching the movie, you feel the same way. You're like, oh, I just, I knew this already. Yeah. Why did they do so, that? So, um, I don't know. I don't, I mean, look, Bloodshot should be way more comic booky and cooler than this. Yeah. Like, this was just very, it was very much like Universal Soldier. I said that in my review. Yeah. Universal Soldier. It's what it, that, that's what it is. And um you know, it just doesn't really do anything crazy other than that. Everything works fine and everybody does fine in it. And you have this really attractive girl in it that helps and she's wearing some really ridiculous outfits. <laughs> and uh Doctor uh, Octopus is in it also, sort of. Huh? The guy that looks like Doctor Octopus. He's got the arms. Oh yeah, he's He's fine. Okay. I mean, there's some like, you know, CGI fights that are like Matrix level, uh, like uh, Matrix Revolutions level. But, um, you know, it's not a terrible movie. It's just not good. It's just like, you know, it doesn't really like raise the bar. It's just meh. There's a couple of scenes where Vin Diesel is like you know, doing some stuff and it's kind of, eh, it's all right, you know, but like, it's not like 
filled up when you watch a Fast and Furious movie and you come out of it, you're like, oh my God, like that shit was ridiculous. Like, no, like you're just coming out of it going, I've seen all this shit before and some. Would you recommend it okay. over the bet in the sun production of Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe where I don't even know. Jason <laughs> David Frank that, plays Bloodshot. The whole movie is online. At least they have costumes in that. Yes. And the costumes are just, they're, they're fun to fun. They're fun to see superhero <laughs> costumes. Um, and there is some okay fight scenes in that. But I mean, like the pro- production value is just dismal in that. And well, I was trying to um, figure out how much because I saw somewhere Bat in the Sun posted that they it takes they uh, cost like forty grand for one of their videos, and this uh, movie it's online. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's like an hour probably long. Probably cost five million at the. Oh, most. you think five million? I was thinking like if you extrapolate that out, maybe like a hundred grand. I don't know. It's just below like CW level, like just oh, the tier it's below. Below, it's way below. CW way below. Level. I don't know. I I'd like some like of the action. Sci-fi, sci-fi channel. Oh, maybe. sci-fi channel, like a Sharknado level. Yeah, like a shark. But dude, they channel. got Exo Man of War. Did you watch Archer, it? I started watching it. I haven't finished it. Man, uh, Archer and Armstrong are in this. I mean, Bloodshot look, if you've and, never read a Valiant comic, yeah. it's a, it gives you like some of the characters, and they're all done by. They're done all done poorly by. <laughs> what I say? Lame. You just went like. <laughs> uh, they, they're all done very Lumpy poorly. Jock. Yeah, uh, I think there's a wrestler in there that does. Yes, like, uh, one of them is a wrestler. Eternal Warrior. Oh yes, and and uh, what was that? Just, yeah, they're all in there. So I mean, the ambition is crazy. Listen, if you love Valiant characters and you want to see them, check it out. I I watch the whole fucking thing <laughs> because I love Valiant. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. You're not going to like it if you're just not watching it for that. It's reason. fun because it's free online, and but, uh, uh, I'll watch. I it. would recommend possibly devs but i can't really give it a solid recommend yet because i'm only halfway through the season and things can go in in a bad direction are you digging it um i don't want to spoil it because i think okay some of the fun is like the mystery of it but it's cool it's about this uh it starts on this guy who gets promoted in his in his software company to work for this exclusive team called devs and you're not allowed to talk about what you would do it's like top secret and he goes in and goes onto the devs team and uh in the secluded like laboratory yeah and you're like what the fuck are they working on and you get to see a little bit of what they're working on but then other shit gets fucked up and it becomes like a maybe like a a mystery uh, and Basically, it goes from there. I don't want to give away okay. too much. I'm, uh, I'm going to check it out. Nick, I can't believe that's Nick Offerman with the long hair. Yeah, Nick Offerman plays the man who owns Fucking the company. Parks and Rec Nick Offerman. It's crazy. And uh, it's all like everything's intertwined with with some kind of trauma that he's experienced. Okay. And you don't really know what that trauma is. Okay. But, I mean, you can infer that it's has to do something with his, his child. So you'll probably find out through the course yeah. of the thing. Uh, Anthony, you watched anything else uh, you want to recommend? No, I mean, that's about it. Yeah. I, I've been debating if I want to jump in on the Tiger King conversation. Oh, my God. It's a fucking crazy it's, show. It's taken over my life. It's everywhere. Not, not, in, just, it's not in terms of watching it, but just yeah. hearing about it all the time, all the social media I look at. So maybe, but 
We'll see. I mean, it's I'm a still, sh- I'm still on the movie kick right yeah, now. Yeah, but Tiger King is a show where you're like, this can't get any crazier, and it continues to get crazier and know. crazier. I don't know. As a man locked in a basement, I need boobs. <laughs> yeah, there's no boobs, just tigers. Yeah, I, I just sorry. I need I need something to keep me to keep me happy. You know what they say? A man who looks like bo- who looks at boobs every day lives long. I mean, <laughs> that's. It's scientific. <laughs> Keeps the doctor away. I, I do like boobs, but although, but right now it's movies, so I'm just debating on movies what's the next boobs, one I'm going to watch. Listener, start suggesting movies with boobs uh, yeah. for Anthony. They might, they might put me down the wrong path where I get real depressed about my life currently. <laughs> you don't want to think about boobs. He's thinking about all the boobs he's missing out on. Right, right, right. <laughs> Those boobs are covered with the Rona. They've spoiled everything. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, that, shit. Like, that's good, listener. Uh, give us an Apple Podcast rating. We're up to 119, trying to get to 200 uh, for a reason, which I've repeated <laughs> over and over again. Nobody cares about I know. Nobody reason. cares. The reason is to get on Rotten Tomatoes as a reviewer. They for need reviewers for reasons. You know, reasons, and we like ratings. Rugs, where can the listener find you online? You can find me on Twitter at ReallyRugBoy. What are you doing over there? Anything fun? Not really. All right, good. <laughs> good. That's a solid plug. Go give him a follow, uh, listener. For I reasons mean, like, unknown. For reasons unknown. Come engage with me. Yes. Engage warp one. Make it so. Yeah. Uh, visit the show notes, jockinner.com slash three, two, two for links to all the bullshit we talked about in this episode. How to keep in touch, how to subscribe, how to support the show, share the show, post it on your social media. Thanks for listening. To the Jock and Nerd Podcast, my name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your balls. Yeah, wa- your balls are hot. Wash your hands. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I love it. Movie. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Every little breath I take, it gets harder. I can't fucking breathe. I got corona. Can't sleep at night. I toss and turn. I cough into my blanket.